The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Too much food, too much drink, feeling stuffed and bloated. Is that the Christmas feeling that you're familiar with? Uh, For most, it's just a temporary discomfort, but for others, overindulgence can lead to a recurrence of more unwelcome symptoms. Anyway, to sort it all out, joining me is consultant gastroenterologist at the Blackrock Clinic, Deirdre Donovan. Deirdre, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Um, Christmas can actually give people problems or resurrect problems they already had and thought they'd beaten. Absolutely. And it's a challenging time, isn't it? We're burning the candle at both ends. We are eating too much. We're drinking too much. And that certainly takes its toll on your gut. Okay. now, um, what are the more common uh, ailments that people are afflicted with? So one of the big ones that people would come into me with would be acid reflux, first of all. And if you're prone to acid reflux, it's definitely going to be exacerbated over the Christmas period. Now, that's something I don't think I've ever had. So I don't even know what when my wife, Kathy talks about it. I say, what is that? Well, you're very lucky that you've never experienced it because it's a pretty unpleasant um, experience. Most people would feel it as either an acid coming up into their mouth or they might get a type of chest pain or discomfort or they might find themselves coughing a lot after a meal. And that can all represent acid reflux. Now, what is actually happening? So what is happening is when you eat your meal, obviously you're going to produce a bit of acid um, and often you get a little acid pocket that sits at the top of the stomach. If you have something like a hiatus hernia where maybe the stomach position has changed slightly, you may be more prone for that acid then to escape up into the esophagus where it's not welcome. Okay, and this reflux, it goes kind of up and down, is that it? Yeah, so it goes up, generally occurring within an hour after a meal. So people often recognise it because they'll experience it quite frequently. Is this more likely then in a time of overindulgence? Absolutely. So you can imagine if your stomach is overfilled, we've eaten too much, um, we've drunk a little bit too much, then acid reflux is far more likely to be a problem. So you're telling me that, first of all, prevention is better. Yeah, <laughs> than, always uh, the best. So, And that just means being moderate. Or if you're going to have a, a big meal, maybe slow it all down. Absolutely. So, you know, we get that signal of feeling full. It takes about 20 minutes, really, for that to sort of go back to your, to your brain. So you really need to give yourself time to feel full so that you don't overindulge. Now, if you happen to have this acid reflux then, How do you treat it? So most people will have some over-the-counter remedies. It might be something like a bit of Gaviscon. Um, Others will be on more acid-lowering medications. Um, And they're very effective, but you need to be consistent in the way you're taking them. So take them at the same time every day. And if you know it's going to be a particularly indulgent day, maybe take a second tablet an hour before and your and meal. And what would be the names that people would be familiar so with? over the counter, you'd bet you'd pick You up, mentioned Gaviscon. Yeah, Nexium, Proteum. They're usually available at the counter in the pharmacy. Okay, and, and the, then the prescriptions, you go to your doc to get a prescription if you need, if you a, need something. Absolutely. Yeah. If you need a higher dose, you need mm-hmm. to get that from, from the GP. But over the counter is a, is a good way to start. Now, uh, there are all sorts of bugs going around in addition to the, the, the overeating kind of uh, effects. So you could end up uh, vomiting, diarrhea and so on. Um, how do you restore your, your biome? Yeah, so I guess the first thing is in those sort of situations, you're just going to cut out the the food, you're going to stick to a sort of fluid diet. And then it is worth 
worthwhile, I think, putting yourself in a good probiotic if that's happening. I often use one called Alflurex. It comes from, from Cork and uh, a lot of good science behind it. And that's certainly helpful. Okay. Now, um, people who've had a previous condition like IBS, is that likely to be triggered and by which foods or just excess? Absolutely. So people with IBS will, will, will face into the Christmas with a little bit of trepidation, I guess. A lot of the foods that we overindulge at Christmas will exacerbate IBS. That might include very processed, lots of chocolates, the sugars can be a problem. In other cases, um, if they're just the volume of food can cause bad bloating. Um, some people then might find themselves more constipated and indeed others might find themselves with the other problem, too much diarrhea occurring. Yeah. So you really have to be aware of your triggers and try and moderate through the Christmas now, period. Pe- people would think, well, I, I have diarrhea, therefore I must not take fibre. Is that the case or not? Because, you know, fibre actually gets things moving. Absolutely, fibre gets things moving. Um, so for some people, too much insoluble fibres, like if they're overdoing it in terms of bran, etc., that will give them diarrhoea. Um, but in others, strangely enough, there is the requirement for a little bit of fibre. And in fact, if you're very constipated, you can still end up with diarrhoea. So it's a bit of a, a double-edged problem. But keeping the bowel moving comfortably is really the goal. Um, should I take laxatives before and after Christmas dinner or just after? That's a question for one of the listeners. So I think if you know that you're going to run into a little bit of trouble, I would be inclined to take a little bit every day over the Christmas period. Okay, these are people so who have a tendency for, to be yes, constipated. Yes. What is it about people being so different? I mean, some people will go to the loo five times a day. Other people maybe once every two days. What Absolutely. is it about And the- there is no absolute normal. So people don't need to be obsessed with I must go to the loo once a day. Um, it is about understanding what your baseline bowel habit is and then being really aware that if it changes in some way. So somebody who goes from five bowel motions a day suddenly to one bowel motion a day, that's not normal for them. And they need to sort of figure out why is that happening and should I be going to the doctor to understand what the problem is? Um, Your bowel habits should be routine? So that's... You know, whether it's once every two days or four times a day. Exactly. So it doesn't matter if you don't pass a bowel motion every day, but there needs to be some sort of regularity and you need to recognise what your particular habit is. Yeah, because people might be concerned, for example, that if certain foods might give rise to problems, um, you know, cancers or anything else, that if they get everything through them quickly, well, there's no time for any of this damage to be done. Is that just nonsense? That is... Pretty much nonsense. Exactly. Yeah. So, again, it's all about just a bit of self-awareness and then going to see your GP if you find that things have changed in an unexplained way or if you're seeing blood, never ignore that. What about sleep? Does it play a part in how your tummy behaves? Well, it's really interesting because it, we're really now realising that circadian rhythm and getting enough sleep is really important to how the bowel functions. And it stands to reason that when you're asleep, there's a lot of repair going on in your bowel. You need to give it a chance to get ready for the next day. So good sleep, trying to be regular and have some sort of a routine is really, Mm. really important. Uh, During the break before we uh, came live, uh, you were saying that shift workers can have real problems because they've got a regular routine and then two weeks or three weeks later, they flip. Absolutely. And it is really quite problematic. It's it's difficult to manage. And anyone with any sort of underlying tendency towards, say, 
irritable bowel syndrome will really struggle with that type of routine. A comment from someone on WhatsApp. Acid reflux uh, can be common in singers. The physical action of breathing for singing can encourage acid reflux and in turn the acid damages the vocal cords. Lots of singers need treatment for this. Absolutely. So um, it is something to be very aware of. But the the treatments for acid reflux are really effective. So it's worth pursuing. Mm. Now, let's talk about uh, the armory that you might need to put into your medicine chest. It's not too late. The pharmacies are open, uh, many of them uh, on Christmas Eve itself. Uh, So what should they have in the medicine chest? So I guess it would be sensible to pick up some over-the-counter proton pump inhibitors. Those are the tablets for acid reflux, as we discussed earlier. Proton pump inhibitors. That's what they are. Um, And they're very effective at reducing acid production. Okay, so short-term use over-the-counter is absolutely fine. So you're talking about the Gaviscons, the Nexiums. Your your Nexiums. Gaviscon then is used in a slightly different way. So you, you need to really use the Nexium before the event. So a good hour before your meal. Okay. So not so, afterwards. So that is a preventative. It's a preventative. Once the acid reflux has occurred, the horse has already bolted, Nexiums are of no use to you at that point. But you can then reach for your Gaviscon if you've forgotten ah, your Nexium. Okay. So get a bottle of the Gaviscon. That's what you take after a meal. And that's quite useful in terms of reducing okay. the And even if you never need it, the fact that it's in the medicine chest is reassuring. It is. And they're not expensive no, uh, no, preparations. No, no, they're, no. They're absolutely... Now, what else might we have? So I think it might also be useful to have a little bit of uh, motilium. So something that if you've got a bit of nausea that might help the stomach just to empty because these high fat meals tend to make the stomach just shut down and not empty. So nausea can be a little bit of a problem. So when you say empty, does it make you... It does. It doesn't make you go to the loo, but it will help your stomach to empty okay. and relieve some... Upper... Aren't there issues about blood pressure and motilium? So you can't stay on motilium into the long term, but an occasional motilium is okay. Okay, and then um, that uh, Alpharex, I think you called it the the probiotic. probiotic. Does that need to be in the fridge? No, doesn't need to be in the fridge. Just take it with your breakfast in the morning. But you need to take it for about six or eight weeks to really get the benefit from it in terms of really improving that microbiome. And the other final point is about stress. You know, it's a stressful time Christmas, but a lot of time people are working in stressful occupations and the nature of the stress changes. (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. And the interesting thing about the gut, I suppose, is that it can respond badly to both positive and negative stresses. So it might be just the busy period over over Christmas, the excitement of meeting friends and family, and that itself can have a stress effect on the bowel. So just watch that. And again, the probiotics might be helpful managing that. Very good. Some pearls of wisdom there. It's no excuse for people feeling stuffed and bloated over Christmas. Dr. Deirdre O'Donovan, consultant gastroenterologist at the Blackrock Clinic. Uh, Thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.